This is Height. Thank you for tuning in. Before we kick it off, I want to remind these Baltimore cats that our release show is going down next weekend at Metro Gallery. And I want to remind everyone that the Continental MCs Tour with Easy Jackson starts next week as well. Check out HeightWithFriends.com to get the scoop. My guest this week is Emily Slaughter, one half of AK Slaughter, a video artist and a crucial member of my band, Height With Friends. This episode is sponsored by The Lineup Room, a recording and mixing studio located in Baltimore, MD. Check them out at lineuproom.com. Let's do it. Um, well, I was born in Atlanta and in 1983. And um, about two years after I was born, my parents got divorced. And my mom took me and my brother out to California. That's where her parents were, and that's where she grew up. Oh. So we lived with my grandparents until I was about five. And then we moved into our own place in um, Concord, California. Is that near where we were? Is that near, like, San Jose? It's about an hour north of San Jose. It's kind of got a similar vibe to San Jose, but, like, it's not as large. I don't know. It's, like, 15 minutes from, 15, 20 minutes from, like, Berkeley. And then San Francisco's a little lower from there. And it's, uh, yeah. it was a cool place to grow up. What was it like? Um, well, I grew up in kind of the shittier part of town. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, it's like a very large suburban town. And I grew up in an area that was kind of like on the outskirts of town. Okay. Um, and you know, there were like, uh, like my, my bike was stolen and like this girl I knew her dad got shot and like things like that would happen but at the same time I was going to school with kids who like did not experience those things and we lived in the same town it's a pretty large town but it's got like a range of uh I don't know um class (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) there's a class range but um it was cool it was there wasn't a lot to do on weekends so we would often go to like San Francisco Berkeley or just like house parties come high school yeah or just like drive around endlessly you're saying it's kind of a, like, not much to do zone? Yeah, I mean, like, we were pretty far inland, so it wasn't like we were hanging out at the beach or anything. Yeah. Um, and Concord, where I grew up, is, like, super hot in the summers. It's, like, over 100 degrees, and it's super dry heat. So, you know, it's not like... I don't know. I, I'm like just like what I think what people picture of California is not necessarily what I experienced. Yeah. Although it is beautiful out there. Like it was, you know, there's really nice like areas to hike and all of that stuff. But mostly like when I became old enough to get on BART and go to the city, like I would just go to Berkeley or San Francisco or Oakland and like go to shows and stuff. Mm. But before that, it was my kid stuff, like riding bikes and stuff. Yeah. And like, how how do you remember getting into music just as a listener um well my tastes were formed my early tastes were formed by my brother because he would listen to the beastie boys and uh mc hammer and young mc and he had a Sinead o'connor tape and at one point i had uh that like simpsons tape Simpson sing the blues. Simpson sings the blues. Sing second, the blues. Se- it might have been edited out, but that's the second time that album's been referenced. That's crazy. It shaped a lot of lives. Yeah, totally. it shaped my life because my mom made me get rid of it because Bart said "damn" 
And I was really upset about that. Also, my brother's... That's um, corny. It's pretty crazy. My brother's uh, two live crew tape, you know, as nasty as they want to be. Or more nasty un- as they- that's more understandable. Yeah, like, well, so that was my brother's tape. And at one point, my mom, like, held it up in front of his face. And she was like, do you want your sister looking at porno? Because there's just, like, asses on it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, our musical tastes were kind of, like shaped by what we were allowed to listen to. It yeah. wasn't like super strict, but you know, I couldn't couldn't listen to do the Bartman anymore. Yeah. Um but then like as I got older, um I would always listen to like the alternative radio station. It's Live 105. I don't know if it even still exists. Um but they would, you know, like it was like like 95 to like 99, I was just like getting really into like Bush and uh I don't know, the offspring and all those things. And then we would go to like these big uh, monstrous concerts that had like 30 bands. And mm. it was just like everyone you'd ever want. Green Day, Weezer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we would go to those. And then I kind of started scaling it down a bit. And there uh, we would go to punk shows at this place called Gilman. Mm-hmm. Um, and the place in. It's in Berkeley. Francisco? Oh, Berkeley. it's actually in yeah. Emeryville, technically, but okay. Um, but yeah, it's like in the outskirts of Berkeley, and um, it's like yeah, it's called like something like a number nine two four. Yeah, yeah. So like I, that was always really fun because it would be like such an effort to get out there because the Bart train, the Bart station, the nearest Bart station, I think is like North Ashby Bart. Yeah, and then you have to walk like three fucking miles so we would just be like we're doing it we're going to a show and then we'd like take bart out there walk and then get there and people would be like smoking cigarettes and like billy joe armstrong would like walk in and we'd just be like this is crazy but it's like a Mm. really like small uh but historic location um but yeah it was really fun and that's when i kind of like was more exposed to uh like smaller creative projects yeah you know like more diy stuff what what was your first thing that you did musically um other than like singing and dancing to tlc's waterfalls like for Mm. my mom uh it was um the sophistabits which was a group that so like when i was in college like my junior my sophomore year of college my mom moved to Arizona and that summer she moved. And then I was basically in our, cause we lived in a condo. Um, yeah. I was in our condo by ourselves, by myself for like a couple months before going back to school to back to Baltimore. Yeah. And so I threw this like insane party and leading up to it, my friends, um, Teresa, Grace and Jenny and I were like, let's, let's start a band. So we just, like, I got this drum machine off of eBay, and we made this, like, girl rap troupe that was, like, pretty much a joke. And we threw mm. this giant party and performed, and it was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So that was the start, and it was kind of like, I guess I got the taste for, like... Yeah. It kind of was, like, a foundation of, I think, what I've been doing for the last eight years with AK Slaughter, which yeah. is just, like rapping but like it's kind of funny like right, maybe right, it's right. like a a way to like make myself more comfortable with like being on stage and being like it's cool it's just a joke it's fine but like mm. not being like super serious about it yeah um but that was the first thing and that was very short-lived it was one show and there's a video of it and it's absolutely embarrassing and great 
So, okay, so when you started doing music, you were already partially a Baltimore person. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything um, before. I mean, I guess that was, like, um, 2003. Yeah. yeah, okay. And was there... Because I can't... I think we actually... We met in 2003, I think, for okay. the very first time. Yeah, because, like, I know Gabri was coming back. She took, like, a year off and then came back. Yeah. And I met you when she came back. Well, right? I think the first time that I ever met you, it was Halloween because you were dressed as a ninja. I was. That's the first time yeah. I met Mickey, too. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. It was um, At Charm City Art Space. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And I think, you... Um, I think that was 2005. No, 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 no. It was earlier? Definitely earlier. Oh. It might be 2004. Okay. Is that... Uh, possibly. That I can't yeah. even, like... Yeah. But, yeah, you... It was, like... You were in a full-on ninja. I was. Costume. I had I had foam nunchucks. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween's kind of my kind of my jam. I think it took me a while to be like, "Oh, that's the same person that I met." <laughs> the, the other day. I did have a mask on. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Mickey was dressed up as like a Domino's delivery guy. Oh yeah, because he's like was one. <laughs> he just wore his outfit. His uniform. That's what he wore on stage? Yeah. He was, he was performing at Charm City Art Space and he was like, Domino's. <laughs> I remember, I actually remember that I I lost the crowd because it was like such a tiny show and it was like, it was like, um, I think like you and five other Goucher people were like most of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I think I told Mickey to shut up at one point. <laughs> He was mic. like he was like talking while you were trying to perform. Yeah, something like that. That's really and, funny. And I, I remember just these girls being like, mm, <laughs> "He's bad." Were you already kind of like in the mix of like Baltimore music and stuff at the time? Um, I would go to shows um, periodically. I mean, actually, at that time, I went to way more shows than I go to now. Like, yeah. I have, I just like at this point in my life, like very rarely go to shows unless mm. I'm like doing like performing in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, which kind of, it's, I mean, I feel like I could like definitely make more of an effort of like seeing what's out there and what's going on. I feel like I'm really missing out, but I also just like, I guess if I really wanted to, I would be doing it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, can't really force something that you're like not that into. But at the time I was going to a good amount of shows. I mean, like it wasn't super easy to get, um, from Goucher to Baltimore and not have yeah. it be like a production because like when you're like a freshman or like a sophomore you don't have a car I didn't have a car the whole time I was at school um but it picked up like I remember going to like a lot of shows at the copycat and like um the old talking head yeah and like just having like a really good time yeah totally and charm city art space yeah it's changed a bit since then but yeah so, okay, you have Sophistabits, mm-hmm. and then the first thing I heard was New Face of Harlem. Is oh, yeah. Like the next the Yeah, next that thing? was, that was, so the summer of Sophistabits was the summer my mom moved to Arizona. Yeah. Which I think was in 2004. I think that's when that happened. Um, and then the following summer back in California, my friend Grace and I, and she was in Sophistabits. Grace is like an actual musician. Like, she is a very talented singer um, and plays guitar. She's in a band called Sandwiches. Although, oh, yeah. I don't think they're doing stuff anymore, actually. But, but, but uh, yeah, they were Yeah, they came to Baltimore, yeah. like, a year or two ago. Um, but, yeah, Grace is really great. So, like, she and I got together, 
and had New Face in Harlem, which was like her. She had this idea. She's like, all right, we're going to we're going to do this band and it's going to be called the Will Smiths of the New Age. And I was like, no, no, we're not doing a band that's called the Will Smiths of the New Age. (laughs) And then she's like, she's like, all right, second idea, New Face in Harlem. And I was like, yeah, that's great. (laughs) Um, So she she and I kind of uh, she was house sitting for her um, her godmother um out in like near Antioch which is like kind of like out in the hills and she and I they were like out of town for like a month or something and so she and I just like hung out in this like large house and wrote songs and performed them and then we had our friend Sam record us and then we like took these like pretty scandalous pictures um like in this like uh apartment complex my friend Christina lived in like next to a dumpster and shit and then we like put it all together and then I went back to school and then she like called me a couple like a week later and she was like her godmother came home early with like her like child and like saw like these pictures of us like laying around and like saw like a bunch of food and stuff because Grace was just like living there you know she was house sitting but she wasn't necessarily being super tidy yeah so she came home early and was just like what the fuck Mm. And it was like especially bad because they were like this pictures were we're not like nude but we're like in our underwear and so this godmother of hers was just like what like she had like Thomas <laughs> Kincaid paintings on her wall like she was yeah. a pretty sophisticated lady so that didn't go over too well but anyway so we had this this CD that I then proceeded to send out to my entire family and uh, expecting them to be like cool with it but then like a couple well one relative in particular um, was like basically like slut shamed me. For like having this like being in my underwear and then like the songs were about like, I don't know, like getting hit on by dudes and like random stuff. It was basically like the seeds of what became what I do now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like. I still haven't really like gotten over how shitty she was about it. Really? Um, Yeah. Like at the time, my uncle was was dying from pancreatic cancer and she was like, he's really disappointed. Oh, Jesus. And I was just like fuck it's just like it was a really shitty way to be like i'm not cool with what you did instead yeah. of, instead of just being like hey maybe you should think about like not posing in your underwear and like how that'll affect your affect your future or whatever her point was right instead she made it this like deeply personal like you fucked up so bad you're like dying uncle is upset oh with you God. which he probably wasn't because he was super cool he yeah, was super like, cool like hey so-and-so can you believe this yeah. And he was like, uh, I guess not. Yeah, he's just like, like I'm super sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty awful. To digress a little bit, this is kind of funny. I've actually also been slut shamed. Oh, in really? This, in this rap game. Yeah, because it was like, it's kind of funny, but um, there was Grand Buffet CD release show. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like, yeah, just come out and spit this one verse. And just kind of to show just, this was when I was like first becoming friends with those guys, kind of just to show that I was like totally about it. I came out and did this. I came out like, like totally nude on stage. <laughs> it was like. I've heard this story before. Yeah. But Cameron told me. But I, do <laughs> but you I know about know, the slut shaming I didn't though? know. I, di- I didn't know any more than at some point in your life you were performing totally nude at a show yeah. and, like, pictures exist somewhere. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Then it was, like, do, do you remember that girl, Jean, that was, like, Jessica McDevitt's best friend? Um, that, was she—I I think—yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about. She was yeah. kind of, like, 
uh, she had like dark hair and she was yeah. like skinny. Yeah. Yeah. She like took a picture of it. Uh huh. And then just mailed me the picture. Uh huh. Like, check this out. And then I just left it. And it was like I was still living with my parents. And I think, I think, I, I think my mom was just rifling through these drawers, frankly. Yeah. And, otherwise, how would she have found yeah, it? Yeah. And then it was just like, but it, her reaction was so funny because she was like, you don't need to use your body to sell your time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like as if that's like what your goal yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like I, I gotta get this record deal. <laughs> right, right. Here's like, my dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I was like, I don't think it's not like that. That's <laughs> it's not so like funny. Chippendales. Well, kind she's of just, you know, she's concerned that you're being taken advantage of or something. <laughs> right, right. Like they're like, they're like you. Hi, you can come on the tour, but you gotta. Did you like take it off? Totally surprise them. Yeah, yeah. So, oh no, no. I was like, I was like, I was like grunge. Like I'm thinking of just going full nude, and like, (laughs) and like he was like, he was like, yeah, like people around here are pretty conservative. It it might not fly, and but but then I did it, and he he was like, I like how he's like just a warning. You're like, I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) What was going through your mind when you were like preparing to like show everyone your body? Like that's so crazy. I just, it was, like, completely, like, I'm a shy person, and I've just met two of the, like, coolest and craziest dudes I've ever met, and I just want to show them that I'm down to get as wild as them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty it, fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So. <laughs> Do you still have the picture? No, I might have just. You could, like, put it on, like, a Mother's Day card. <laughs> like, remember this? <laughs> I might I might have freaked out and just, like throwing it away or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But do you feel like, you know, but the, um, this, like, sex content mm-hmm. has been so, like, constant throughout the AK Slaughter stuff. Do you feel like the initial slut shaming was part of, like, why you wanted to go so hard? I don't it? know. I don't know if what I, what I did after New Face in Harlem was a reaction to that at yeah. all. Um... I think that in general, what uh, like that kind of those themes are are prevalent throughout because it's just like I'm talking about like my personal experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know a lot of like, you know, like I just had like uh, experiences like growing up and then becoming an adult and it still continues of just like dudes assuming things about you just because you like have a vagina that you're just like you know game and it's like like the street hollering and like all of that like I've never had it luckily I've never had anything really serious happen to me but like you know just having that like drilled into your head by so many different dudes you've encountered throughout your life like I think really affects how you think people see you so, like, maybe it's my way of kind of, like, taking control of that and, like, um, I guess, like, reacting to that in a way that is really confrontational is, like, comforting to me instead of just, like, shying away. Like, yeah. when, I was, when I was younger, I would be, like, on the bus, like, going to work after, after school, like, in high school. And a dude would be, like, staring at me, and I would just stare him dead in the eyes until he stopped looking at me. And I find that's, like, a pretty effective way to do it because it's, Mm. like, super confrontational, but, like, not, you know, screaming or yelling or doing anything. Like, 
if someone's staring at you, they're not like committing a crime. They're not like doing anything to harm you. But if you're uncomfortable with it and you react to it in like a crazy way, then you're like seen as like, you know, overreacting. But I feel like by just re- returning that glare the creepiness and just kind of like dead eyes yeah like not really any like anger or emotion but just dead eyes right um i feel like that it's a good way to deal with it so like maybe i've just been like confronting it a lot so like it just comes up and yeah um songs do you feel like because i feel like ak slaughter fans are often like it seems to me like kind of like hyper besides like the bros people and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like like say like people that have like say like when you were like playing in dc and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it seemed like maybe like hyper feminist people Mm. i kind of thought i don't know i'm kind of i'm projecting here but maybe it's refreshing to like hear if you're like a girl or woman excuse me a woman with a y we're not just men with two extra letters on the front of it right Right. Yeah. It's from Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, like, as as a woman, if you, like, see a woman performing and they're saying things that you agree with and they're not doing it in a, like, look at my ass, like, look, I'm, like, fucking, you know, scantily clad or, like, being super sexy. Like, I'm actually just saying things that apply to us that yeah. you can agree with. I think that's why that there's that kind of, like... um following um with other with girls i think it's like pretty cool yeah yeah it's kind of hard to understand as not a woman but i feel like there's something about just being sexual or something that's like i don't know positive or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean from a like feminist perspective or something yeah or, or i mean like, i guess i'm talking about it from like my perspective as opposed i feel like a lot of like I don't know. I don't really listen to um like a lot of music that has like happened over the last like I don't know, 20 years or something, but yeah. I like I don't know. Like when I I know like Nicki Minaj has songs that are just like fuck these dudes, like they don't treat me right, you know, like I I need to be respected and like that kind of message is good, but I feel like there's also this like undertone of just like I'm still hot, you know, like I can still yeah. like like it's like there's a there's kind of like this like spectrum of like totally like crazy butch military like feminism. Yeah. And then there's like the like on the very other end there's like the the girl who's just like whatever you want it's like it's all up to you like however you want to yeah. perceive me as sexy is like that's what you want dudes. So like maybe like somewhere in the middle where it's like it's cool to like paint your nails and stuff. But yeah. it's also, like, not cool to be like, I wonder what color, like, he would like. Because that's what's right, important right, instead right. of, like, what I would want. You know, yeah. bringing it down to the nail polish level. Um, it's, like, third wave feminism. Because <laughs> the second wavers were, like, it's, like, you know, we don't need to have children. We don't need to wear lipstick. We don't need to do this stuff to, like, prove ourselves. And it's, like, that's cool. But it's also, like, kind of fun sometimes to, like dress up and do feminist fe- feminist things yeah but like it's also cool to be like i don't really want to like have to like like lose my right to vote yeah and stuff. like w- within this rap shit i always feel like the whole thing the like Nicki minaj thing uh, and she's she's actually one of my 
very favorite MCs that's currently oh cool like on the charts or whatever. But but I do feel like there's something like where it's kind of like when it's like like you ain't man enough to get with this. Yeah, so it's kind it's a little like if that's some kind of like weird sexiness or flirtation i don't understand I'm like, <laughs> just oh. like knocking down your masculinity <laughs> yeah it's like i guess i'm not I, I wouldn't assume that i was i don't know well i just saw like an album cover i guess like her most recent album cover where it's just like like her like giant ass yeah and she's wearing uh not that there's anything wrong with giant asses but she's wearing this like thong and she like basically looks like completely naked. Yeah. And she's like squatting. Yeah. And she's like, This is me. Right, and it's like, right. oh man. Like, what about like your parents? I don't know. I just feel like But don't you think like it's just like this like porn star thing, which is just like, fuck you, this is me. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's you, but like what are you what are you saying? Like, you never see a dude just be like, Here's my balls. You like it? But see, I would argue that like, did you hear that song, Anaconda? That, no. That it's basically like, I'm on the hunt for these big dicks or something. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, so she's like, empo- like embracing her sexuality and like. I, I kind of feel like people only think it's a big deal because she's a woman. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like how, like to be like, this woman just wrote a rap song about <laughs> sex. Like, it's like, well, I think it's cool to write the song and like talk about these things and talk about what you want, but just to like have, like. To kind of buy into that like porn image of like uh-huh. uh, like a woman's body, yeah. To just be like, you know, like if that's I, I feel like it's kind of like confusing if her message is like, you know, I don't know. It's like I'm super sexual and I'm in control, but like I'm like, you know, basically like bearing it for you and like showing you yeah. like. I, like kind of falling into that like and it's still porn like a, trap. Yeah, it's still like a man's fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you yeah. know, some women, I'm sure, but like, it's just I don't know. It's it's a weird. It's hard. It's like uh, it's like with porn. It's also kind of like a similar thing where it's like, yeah, it's cool for a woman to be sexual and like enjoy sex and like all of that. But like when you watch it, it's like, you know, just like fucking like cum shots on the face and stuff. Right. Not all of it. You know, it's but safe like, to say that. A lot of it. So, like, you a know, focal it's. Focal point. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, I feel like there's like, it's like maybe getting there, but it's like, you know, to the level of like, uh, where like a woman can be like sexy but not sexualized. But I don't think we're there yet. It's when it, like, when I see that image, I don't think she's like empowering herself. I feel like she's just like, Check this shit out, guys. I guess, you know, the first song that I heard, you, you gave me a tape with a couple of songs. Of oh, I gave, did I give you a tape? Like yeah. An actual tape? Yeah, I didn't know there was a CD. Now I'm like... <laughs> Probably because I only had, like, one copy of the CD and I had to make a tape copy yeah. of it. That's funny. No, it was funny. It was a tape and um, it we took it on tour and listened to it for the whole tour and um, <laughs> in 2005. Mm-hmm. And... I think there was just random music on the other side. And we were like, did she put this on for us to listen to? Or was Maybe it just... I was just recording over something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really funny. But like, did, the the song that always stood out to me was Demario Marshall. Uh-huh. Which is kind of like exactly that, 
You know what I mean? Like exactly like kind of staring down this. Yeah. Harassing. Bozo yeah, I feel guy. like that's just like the the definitely the starting point of that whole uh, chapter of my creative career. Yeah. It's such a tight song. Oh, thanks. You, you should actually explain, like. Oh well, so I was um, I was on Bart Bay Area Rapid Transit, I should mm. say, for those who are not familiar. Um, I was like heading. I think I was heading back from San Francisco to Concord or something, and um, there was this guy on the train behind me for like the entire ride, and he was on his phone and he was talking to what sounded like like the mother of his child or like his girlfriend or his wife or whatever but he was like talking about the child and like having this conversation you know whatever and then he the like you know after a while we get to a stop and he gets up and there's like this like like snowflake piece of paper just like fluttering down onto my lap and I was like what and I look at it and it's his number and it said DeMario Marshall, and it had his number. And I was just like, that's insane. He never even spoke to me. I did not even, like, see his face. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he was just like, I got this. <laughs> and so it was around, it was that same summer that Grace and I got together and we're doing A New Phase in Harlem. So I was like, Grace, this is crazy. And I wrote the song. And um, then we decided when we were going to record it that we were going to record us calling him. Because we're like, we got to do it. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> we, like, have, like, a tape recorder at this, like, godmother's house. And we're, like, recording. She's on, like, one line, like, you know, home phones. So she has the one line up with the recorder. And I'm, like, yeah. calling him. And, like, that's the recording in the song is, like, me dialing. And I'm just like, oh, shit. And then, like, he picks up and he's just like, hello. And then that's where we stopped playing the recording. After that, what happened was I was like, is this DeMario Marshall? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it was basically like, he, I, I'm pretty positive it was him. Yeah. But he was just like being really weird and like acted like it wasn't him and like we had the wrong number. But I like kept trying to get it to going because we're like recording and I'm like, this got this got to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like the reason on the song we just like cut off when he says hello is because it just went so downhill after that. And it was just so anticlimactic. <laughs> so I don't know. It was a really weird experience. But it was kind of like that experience coupled with like just, you know, the normal hollering kind of the song kind of came together yeah. based around that. It really did start the kind of wheels in motion in my head that I was like, I could maybe do something with this. Yeah. So I got a um, TR-505 drum mm. machine. Yeah. Um, and I still have it, but I don't know where the power cord is, so I haven't used it in like 10 years. <laughs> but um, I got it, and I was just like, I'm going to make beats. So I sat yeah. in my dorm room, and I was like, here we go. And I was like, these sound terrible. Mm. And I think at some point, according to Aaron, I like mentioned it to him. And then he was kind of, I think, looking to do more than just DJ. Yeah. He was looking to, like, maybe do, like, a rap thing. So yeah. then he approached me about it, and then it kind of just, like, happened. Oh, because I went to school with Aaron. At some point, we talked about it, I guess. And then he—I lived in uh, the dorms, obviously. And he did not anymore because he'd graduated. But somehow he got into the dorm- dormitory and, like, slipped a Princess Superstar record under my door. Mm. And he wrote on this note that was like, I'll be your cool Keith if you be my princess. <laughs> and I was just like, what is this? And then uh, 
we actually like met up after that and like started working on stuff. Um, Goucher has this weird building. I don't know if it still is this uh, department, but it was like where they taught the psychology classes. And mm. it's like this weird little room off kind of off campus a little bit. And um, somehow we got the key to it and just practiced in there. Mm. And then we did that battle of bands, which yeah. you attended. Yeah. Um, like every year Goucher has this big, like end of the year outdoor, uh, like fest. And it was, if you won the battle of bands, you got to open for, they might be giants, which I think are just like so fucking annoying. So I was just like, not that disappointed that we didn't win. Wounds actually played a gacha battle of the band uh-huh. in, in 2000. Damn. Who, do you remember and, what the big band was? Uh, it was Squirrel Nut Zippers. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but check it out. It was in, like, the gopher hole. Oh, like, tiny, tiny yeah. ass. Because when we did it, it was in, like, the gymnasium. Yeah, but... The gopher but hole is a tiny little... Imagine the gopher hole with, like, I don't know, like, 200 people Whoa. in it or something. It was absolutely packed. People were so hyped. And we were like, I think we hadn't even like done something. Like it seemed like other people were like. Trying to get on. Yeah, we were like, we're passing our ballots around or something. Like like everyone was so amped on this campaign. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was like, you know what? This show is actually really awesome. And probably the Squirrel Nut Zippers opening slot will be less awesome. So <laughs> we'll just we'll like bow yeah. out of the competition and just have this be it or something. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. It, it's no, like, it's it's like really terribly organized. Most of the events at that school are just like terribly organized. Yeah, especially like, the ones that are like student involvement. Yeah, it's like it's like this huge show. That's crazy. To, they had it in there to compete to play a probably lamer show. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Where yeah. you're like playing it like as the doors are opening. Yeah, well, I mean, I just remember like looking out into the crowd and just like seeing like, you know maybe 30 or 40 people kind of milling around and then like you standing up front. I'm just like, there's Dan. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's Dan. Cause I was like pretty intimidated by you at the time. Crazy. Cause I was just like, he actually like does shows and he's like really good. <laughs> and like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No, no, no. At that time I did not. It was, uh, but I think, you know, it was funny. <laughs> we had, we, we had a, we had a good time. It was a good yeah. start. And it was also a good, like, end to, like, that uh, school experience. <laughs> I really feel like Aaron is one of the most fire DJs, like, I've ever seen, basically, when it comes to these, like, live sets. Yeah, he is. He, like, brings it. Yeah, and I, I can't remember. Did, was it already, like, sort of, like, like that back then? I remember liking the set, but I can't remember. Was it already this, like, crazy, like, continuous <sighs> style? I don't even... I mean, I can kind of remember a couple of the songs we did. Yeah. Um... But I feel like he, from the get-go, had, like, a pretty clear vision of what he wanted the band to be. Mm. And I was kind of, like, kind of going along for the ride. Not really, like, because I didn't, I was kind of, you know, forming, like, my own, like, I guess, persona and, like, uh, uh, stage presence, I guess. Like, figuring it out because I I wasn't very comfortable on stage. Um, I think he's just much more comfortable. So, like, I, I can imagine that he was, like, you know, scratching and doing all that. Because he had already, at that point, had done, like, a lot of, um, like, parties on campus, like, as yeah. a DJ. And, like, maybe had done some professional DJ gigs. I don't know. Um, but, like, 
yeah, I was kind of just like, I'm going to try this thing that's pretty crazy. I'm like really not comfortable with it. Yeah. But let's try it. And it, you know, it's fine. I remember it, going back to my room afterwards and just taking a nap. <laughs> it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, college. Yes. <laughs> but like, so did the group like quickly pick up from there? Or how, like, how did I don't it go know. Down? It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of blurry. I can't really remember yeah. what happened exactly after that. Um, I know that we eventually started playing shows like at Charm City Art Space. Um, I think one of the first things we did was the round robin. Like you guys had us invited us to do the round robin at um, Current. Yeah, that was like the first one we did. That's crazy. Um, that I, was one of the first shows you guys. Played? I yeah, that was like that summer. I think after okay. I graduated. So that like, was two thousand seven. Um, well, I graduated in two thousand six, so maybe we did do a bunch of stuff before that. I don't. Really oh no, remember. no, no! You're right. That was two thousand. Okay, yeah, yeah, I thought it was one of the first things, yeah. and um, yeah, I just remember being like kind of overwhelmed because like I was kind of like being like taken into the fold of this like these like rap like professionals. That's how I saw you guys. Kind of a stretch. Right? <laughs> and and I was like, this is crazy. We're doing the show. But I remember it being a lot of fun. And I remember people being into it. And like anytime you do anything and like a number of people are into it, it makes you want to do it more. Yeah. So like the more shows we did, the more I like got comfortable with everything and like kind of came into my own a bit. Yeah. And I remember like at the end of the round robin, like we had already like had... I think we had like one meeting beforehand to like figure things out. And at the meeting that you guys are like, we're going to do this freestyle at the end. And I was like, fuck that. Nope. In my mind, I was like, nope, not going to do that because that's terrifying. And so like then it came to the end of the show and they're like, we're going to do this freestyle. And I was just like, no, because <laughs> I just like I still like hate the idea of uh, not being prepared. Um, but I, so I prepared something. <laughs> now and I think I honestly think. It didn't even get to me. Like, everybody was, like, doing their freestyle <laughs> thing. Because, you know, there's, like, how many people? Like, 10? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And, like, everybody's doing it. And, like, Aaron's, I think Aaron was DJing, like, just, like, drawing it out. And then, like, it stopped before it got to me. And I was like, whew. Now I would be like, no. Like, <laughs> I, I, just, I decided that I hate freestyles. Mm, yeah. Um, and you, I agree. Do you, do you know? I don't like watching them. I don't, like, even want to think about participating in one. Yeah, do you know, I, I mean, by myself in the car, all good. Well, yeah, because you're, like, figuring out songs and stuff. Yeah. Do, do you know Al Lover? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you guys, we did all those shows together. Yeah, yeah. Al made the rule that a freestyle is something that should never be done on a microphone. Like, if you're oh, going to freestyle. Like, on a street corner. Yeah, or it's, like, like, it's yeah. like a party, house party. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Like. Outside the club, fine. <laughs> but it's but like, like as a performance. Yeah, like as loud as an electric guitar. <laughs> I think that's a really good off. rule of thumb. Yeah. Like just like, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of, I kind of feel like freestyling and like the like electronic music where people are just like sitting, like not facing the crowd, like on the ground on their computers, just like playing yeah. with stuff is just like all just like jacking off on the stage. Yeah. yeah. It's just like. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. And I, I think a lot of times with freestyles and battles too, it's like, it's like, I think people like the idea that you could humiliate yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I think the people that want to see it 
that are like, you should get up there and freestyle. Mm-hmm. I think they they want blood a little bit. They oh, want to yeah. be like, let's see who's really about it. Right. Or something. And it's like, I've seen so many people humiliate themselves that I never <laughs> want to see no, that No, it's not a fun thing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not a fun thing to watch. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of just like pre-plan it anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like... Premeditated. That's what it's called? Oh, wait, yeah. I, I remember... Um, that's the word. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like the rap term? <laughs> no, I remember e- seeing some E-40 interview where they're like, what's up with freestyles or something? He's like, he's like, a lot of that shit is premeditated. <laughs> that's cool. I like him a lot. Yeah. But like... So, okay, so so the first round Robin was was like a big... That was like our first big show that was actually yeah. successful. Yeah, I, would, I think so. Uh, we did a couple out-of-town shows. We've never done like a big tour, but like a couple out-of-town shows, like um, some went well and some not so well. Um, like the furthest we've gone, which was last spring, was um, Hartford, Connecticut? Providence. Okay. Was Providence higher than Connecticut? Yeah. Rhode Island? I don't know. Yeah, Rhode, Rhode Island. Um, we did like a couple shows in New York um, that were all fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been like a, it was a good, a, definitely a good run. I always wondered, did you, did you like touring, like the touring that we did? Uh, I don't really like touring. Mm. No. I think the, the one, the one big one I went on when you guys like picked me up in San Jose and then yeah. we drove back was just like too much time in yeah. the car. Like I get, I can't really like fuck with like, sitting in a car for that long yeah like long drives are just like not my thing yeah um and it was like i'd never been on a trip that long in a car oh wow um so like i wasn't super into that but it was like fun because it's just like ed was just like out of control yeah and like you know uh it was cool yeah i watched the other night for the first time in five years I watched that video. The McDonald's? Of, yeah, Like yeah, the yeah. Michael Moore style? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's pretty uh, awesome. That's great. You should put it on, like, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, no, it's on YouTube. Oh, what? But, but we got to get it get it back on the social network. I need to find it. Yeah. What did we call it? Super Size Ye. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even like Michael Moore. It's like Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Because that I just remember, like, no, but, like, I thought Ed was doing, like, a Michael Moore voice the whole time. No, not oh, in the supposed, video. Oh, okay, He's I thought like, he was just like. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I just remember like we're like at McDonald's and Ed was like the guy who was like supposed to be like, you know, criticizing everything. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, criticizing stuff. And and I guess he's like, Dan, what do you think of these like chicken nuggets? You're like, they're pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I you know I I think it's a good thing. <laughs> it was really funny. I forgot about that. One of my memories from the tour. It's so funny because it was like. It was Kansas City. Oh, which God. Is weird. That was the craziest one. It's weird to think that was one of the first shows. Like, we were driving so fast across the country. Oh. Do you, well, we had already gone to Idaho and Portland before that. Yeah. Yeah. But but to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to think yeah. about, we were probably driving like early 12 on. hours a day. That was an insane experience. Yeah. But I remember, like, yeah, it's like the dude gets maced. And like, <laughs> whoa! I don't even remember that. Oh, really? The, the guy who was like slapped the girl got me. Yeah. Oh. But okay. I remember being like, I I had this plan anyway of being like, 
not all my tours are going to be as crazy as this to, to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I remember. And then I was like, I've got to. That night, like, we, like, were, like, loading in or loading out. And you were like, so, um, how are you doing? Because <laughs> it was, what a crazy night. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that guy won the Good Time Charlie Award. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, like, at one point walked up to our merch table and just, like, swept his arm across it and was just like, and just, like, I was, like, holding onto the CDs, like, what? And he, like, slapped a girl, and after he slapped a girl, this guy was like, hey, man, don't yell at him, he lives here. And it's like, yeah, but he, like, slapped a woman across the face. It's, like, cool that he, like, this is his (laughs) corner, but, like, he slapped a woman. Yeah, everyone lives somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, not cool. Yeah, that was... That was ridiculous. <laughs> and the place was like this like horrible, moldy old church. Like it smelled like, I don't know how you could even live in there. And that guy was living in there. The guy who was just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah what's up, dudes? <laughs> I like, I'm like inhaling black mold like on a daily basis. What's up? <laughs> really weird. My other huge memory from that tour is um, the last show, the like, Andrew WK shit. Oh, yeah. And it was like, my memory is getting paid a decent amount of money, or or more than decent amount of money, and that made up for a million expenses, (laughs) and and like almost crying. (laughs) (laughs) It was worth it. Yeah, like, Ed was like, oh, yeah, here's the money, or whatever, and like, this envelope, and I was like, oh, my God. Thank you, Santos. Yeah. About you guys breaking up, like, do you feel like it's like, you you know, your enthusiasm waning or something? Do you feel like some of it's just like these practicalities or something? Like, more than like, it's not like you don't like the group or any, or like, it's more like, there's just not time or something like that. Yeah, I think it's more lack of time. I mean, Aaron is like, as he says, he basically has full time two two full time jobs. One yeah. is like his very successful DJ business, and the other is his very successful directing artistic director of the Baltimore Rock Opera Society, yeah. which is an unpaid position. That's all volunteer. Right. So like he is so busy. Yeah. And like I am relatively busy uh, compared to him. I'm like a you know, have a general, like, level of stress at yeah. all times. But, like, I think it's, like, it got to the point where we were, like, all right, if we're going to continue doing this, we're going to need to meet. We're going to have, like, a scheduled meeting every week. And we're, like, cool. This is good. We're going to meet every week. We're going to record. We're going to write new songs together. This is going to be great. And then that lasted for, like, maybe a month or two. Yeah. And then we'd be, like, all right, we got to get back on that. And then we'd try that. And it just got to be kind of like an obligation that we were putting on ourselves that mm. maybe we weren't necessarily that into continuing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It kind of just seemed like a mutual kind of just like we stopped doing it for a while. I mean, I also, you know, like was in California for two months because my mom was really sick. Yeah. And so like leading up to that was obviously like a very difficult time and stressful. Yeah. And then... Like, the last thing I was thinking about was, like, the band. Right. So that affected it. Um, It was just, like, life got in the way. Yeah. And then, like, you have to think about, like, like, how important is it 
to me to continue this band. And if like it's not, it's not that it's not important. It's just that it's not a priority anymore. Yeah, I'd say you're probably the most over the years. You you're probably the most like busy person I know. Just trying to, you know, like survive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like. Right now, you have this full-time kind of serious job, mm-hmm. and it's, like, maybe a fraction of as stressful as it was for you before when you're, like... It seemed like you were doing all these different jobs and had, like, no time. Basically. Yeah, it was crazy before. Um, I was working three jobs and working six days a week for two years and yeah. making, like, no money and not having benefits and everything. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, it's, like, I think... I I like to think I live up to that image you have of me, but I I think in reality I'm kind of just like I mean I like fuck up a lot like I mean everybody fucks up yeah but like professionally or like whatever like socially or whatever like I fuck up all the time but like I um I guess. Like, I've told Mickey, it's like, because I remember Mickey and I were talking, because this is like a long time ago. He, like, picked me up from the airport. Yeah. And he was, like, it was, like, Dulles. So it was really far. So we're, like, driving from the airport. He was, like, fuck you for making me pick you up. And I was, like, it's cool. Thanks, Mickey. Um, But, like, we're driving from the airport, and somebody, like, cut him off or something, and he was just, like, oh, no, no. He took a wrong turn. So we got kind of lost. And he was just, like, fuck fuck and he was like so mad and he's like i'm sorry i lost my cool and i was like you don't understand how often like my facade like crumbles Mm. like i think i I have this like facade that i maintain of like i'm busy i have stuff going on i'm totally together but it's like it like it crumbles and like very few people see it and like he was uncomfortable because he's like you saw me like get upset and i'm like it like it's, like, my worst nightmare is people seeing me, like, get, like, actually upset. Mm. So, like, I think I have this, like, air of uh, professionalism and, like, togetherness that is... I'm not, like, fronting or anything. Right. But, like, I'm pr- probably in reality not the most adult person. What is up with this new, like, stuff that you've been thinking about? Um, I haven't really done much. I will be honest. Yeah. I was actually thinking about it today, and I was like, huh. I said in uh, printed, you know, press <laughs> in the city paper and Baltimore Sun that I'm working on this new solo project. I guess I better, yeah. like, follow through with it. Um, but I I don't know. I wrote, like, a couple—I've um, I've written some stuff over the last couple months that's, like, you know, kind of, like, talking about feelings and stuff. Yeah. Um, which isn't anything new. But it's kind of, like, not about, like, sexy stuff or, you know, I feel like a lot of those, like, songs I've written in the past are, like, catty and kind of just, like, fuck you (laughs) a little bit. It's like, I'm a bitch. But, like, I'm kind of, like, pulling away from that a little bit and writing about just, like, more, like, serious and, like, maybe uh, fundamental problems, I guess. Um, so I've been like writing some stuff, but I haven't really, um, focused on it like I'd like to. I am, I think one of the things that will help is, uh, Mickey's helping me put in a, um, recording studio in my basement. 
oh, a cool. very small, just little recording booth. Yeah. Um, I think that'll help. And I, you know, like you've been giving me these beats. Um, Which I didn't have to be on the podcast, but um, <laughs> don't feel like you got to rock any of these. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I mean, we'll see what works. Like yeah. I'm kind of, I'm keeping it open and like meeting, uh, you know, I have tentative plans to meet up with different people like, like Sterling and like, yeah. um, Greg Ward and I have talked about doing stuff together, but he's yeah. like leaving town soon, but he'll be back. Yeah. So like talking to different people and it is a little difficult because like with Aaron, when we were actually doing stuff, he'd be like, yo, we're going to meet up. Let's do stuff. And I'd be like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I need you to like have this song done by the time we meet up. And I'll be like, got it. And like for me, not having deadlines is like super dangerous. Yeah. Like I have to have uh, a certain amount of stress to like get things done. Yeah. So. And it's not, like, outside stress. I don't need, like, a bunch of shit going on in order to push myself to, like, make a painting or whatever. But I need, like, the painting to be due on a certain date in order for me to finish it. Yeah. So, like, you can, same with songs. You can make your own deadlines. That's true. I could. I could. I um. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. I've got, like, all these sewing projects I gotta get done. Mm. You know. Thread, yeah. Threads before... Rhymes? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> See? What's happening? I accept it. <laughs> um, I think that about wraps it up. Is there anything else you want to uh, kick? No, not that I can think of. Cool, cool. This is your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, for thanks for having me, Dan. Uh-huh. And there you have it. Thanks to Emily for coming on the show. See you next Monday.